Welcome to Life Happens, where Texans come to protect their legacy and prepare for the second half of life. Join your host, Attorney Kim Hegwood, with Hegwood Law Group and our weekly guest as we navigate the challenges that emerge as life happens. Now here's your host, Kim Hegwood. Good morning and welcome to Life Happens. I'm Kim Hegwood and today our very special guest is Gina Powell. And I welcome Gina. Hi, thank you. And, and so you have a company called Caring Transitions, is that correct? Correct. And, and part of that is, if I understood everything correctly, is you help people transition from home to other places, whether it be uh, some assuming assisted living and things like that. Is that correct? Yeah, that is basically yeah. what we do. So you call yourself a senior move manager. So just so that we're all real clear, um, can you tell the listeners exactly um, what your job entails? Well, I am in an industry um, entitled senior move management. I'm a senior move manager. Um, basically, what I do is help people who are transitioning from usually their current home into a downsized situation. And that could be sometimes just a smaller house, but a lot of times they're moving into a senior community. And that can be um, independent living, assisted living, memory care. So we're basically gonna help them with that transition in terms of the physical move. So we're going to actually work with them to get from point A to point B and settled in and ready to live there. So I'm in the verge of, you know, getting my house ready to sell because I'm going to downsize myself. Um, and, and I find myself opening a few drawers thinking, oh, my God, I haven't opened this drawer in years. A, I don't wear whatever costume jewelry's in there. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you see stuff in the back of a cabinet and you think, wow, how long has that been there? You know, if I've never looked at it, you know, do I really need it? You know, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so... You know, but I imagine it's very overwhelming because I know when I'm the last time I moved, it was for me, it was very overwhelming because, um, you know, there's things that you want to keep and things that you think, you know what, I'm never going to need this anymore. You know, and as we get older, I find that I'm a lot more sentimental that, you know, things that maybe I shouldn't keep. And I'm like, oh, no, I can't let that go, you know, kind of stuff. And so. Mm -hmm. You know, when someone's thinking about, you know, doing that, where do they start? You know, how do you walk them through the things that kind of help them get through this process? Well, I really start with the space plan because a lot of times folks are actually downsizing from maybe 2,500, 3,000 square foot home into an apartment situation, which might be 900. It might be 600. So they are drastically downsizing. So I find if we actually have a digitized floor space where we know the measurements of every room, it's a good starting place. But when I meet them, we start talking about some kind of an order I go in. We're walking through the house and we're looking for touchstones. So I'm willing to identify the things you truly love and you can't love everything, <laughs> but the things you truly love. And especially if I have someone with some cognitive issues, we're really looking for the pictures, the objects, something her husband gave her, pictures from the kids, things that really help keep them present. So that's the first thing I'm identifying because those are things we have to have. So we plan on those. And then we also look at you know practical things. You need a bed, you need a table, depending upon the space, chairs, so forth. 
um, measure all that out so we know where it'll go because we're not going to take anything in terms of furniture we don't already have a space for on that plan you know my number one thing is i have to make sure that when i do that when i do um, a space plan that i don't have anything in the way that's going to be clutter i need to i assume even if they're ambulatory that they will at some time possibly be in a uh, wheelchair so i'm trying to keep nice big open spaces for them so we lay it all out um, you know if we get the things they love we get the things they have to have and then our third choice is the thing you know we've put them all in the room we have our measurements and now are the kind of things you can take if you've got space and i can tell you which tables will work and you kind of prioritize which what it is you care the most about so that's kind of how we start with how are we going to go from three thousand to six hundred that's a lot of difference <laughs> so, and, I, and i've been in a couple of well, i've been in a lot actually but you know i was in one assisted living where the space was so small that you know, you basically were looking at a twin size bed and, and maybe one small chest or drawer because there wasn't enough space. And then I've been in others where there was a lot more space, you know, right. so that it, it really felt more like an apartment versus a, a little tiny room that you were kind of trapped in. And so, mm -hmm. um, you know, because I think that really makes a difference as well, you know, that if you have a little bit more space, even if it's not a lot of space, having a little more space. Do you find that people, when they're trying to figure out what they can take and not take and looking at space that they tend to want to take more or they want to take less. I'm kind of curious. They want to take more. <laughs> <laughs> that would be me probably, you know, and so going to go, okay, well, I can't live without that and that and that, and then I'd have to get there and go, okay, none of this stuff fits. <laughs> so That's why we do the space plan because if it doesn't <laughs> fit on my space plan, it's not going to fit in that apartment and I can't, create a space where I'm going to worry about you falling. You know, we've got to have a lot of nice open room for you. And also, you know, the community doesn't want a bunch of things left in the hall while you're waiting for the movers to take them back to the truck, to take them back to the house, which is now costing you more money because you've got to relocate everything back from whence it came. So it's a good first step. Um, so to kind of continue with what senior move managers do is do, that's kind of my first step because I want to help you decide what you're keeping. And, you know, and then things can go to the kids, they can go to whomever. Um, but then we actually pack everything up. So we, my team would come in and we'll physically pack it up. Um, I contract the movers to, I call it the muscle, and pick it up and move it over. Um, so we get guys to do that and drop it off. And then my team will um, unpack it. And we're looking to do as much as possible. We try and mirror the house they came from. So, you know, even simple things. We try and set up the kitchen. If you're used to having your glasses um, to the right side of your sink, any anywhere that we can mirror, especially bathrooms and kitchens, it really does help with some of, you know, because you can certainly have some confusion. Um, and sometimes we work with folks with cognitive issues and the confusion gets worse. Um, you know, I think I just told you, I just moved my mom about six weeks ago. And I knew she had a little bit of dementia, but, it was it between the stress of that it it has just been so much worse for her than i thought it would be the confusion the, you know just a lot of confusion so trying to set things up the way she would expect them has helped she kind of knows where to go to find things 
And as some of the stress starts to subside, I see that she is she's getting better. But at first, it's very stressful, and people underestimate that. And uh, most people, as as they're starting to decline cognitively, you know, change is never a good thing. Yeah. You know, so we caution clients a lot about being very careful about where you move them because we don't want to move them a lot. You know, you want to move them as the least amount of moves is the better for them. And so, um, you know, so always, you know, and, and it's, um, it's also a lot more difficult when you have, um, when you have to do your own family, because it's so personal, you know, when you're thinking about, you know, this is my mom and she's upset. So it makes it a little harder, you know, than, uh, you know, than when you have just, you know, clients, you know, but I also think it makes you appreciate your clients more. And um, when you Definitely. have to go through that personal experience. And so I think, you know, for me, I think it's what helps me a lot, all the personal experiences I've had to go through, you know, for, for my practice. So what do you think are the, some of the mistakes that people make when they're downsizing? Well, I think my, my first mistake would be what you brought up, which is um, they, they wait, they wait too long to get started on this. And um, so definitely waiting too long is probably one of the first things I see. I also see that they start without a plan. People, I hear this all the time. I moved 15 times during my life. I've moved so many times. I know this, this is simple. And I'm like, and eh, you probably have never downsized by 75%. Um, typically when you move, you know, when you're younger, you're going to a bigger house, you're getting more stuff, you know? So you don't have that, I'm, I'm losing everything kind of a part of what's happening with you. So definitely you need to have a plan. And I think a lot of times they're just thinking oh, it'll be the same move as ever. And it's like, then when they get into it and start looking, they get completely overwhelmed. And also you're not, you know, 30, like you were maybe the last time you moved. It's harder, it's physically harder. You know, one thing we do sometimes is I just have someone go, a lady go spend half a day with someone um, just to start with their their pain points, their closets, you know, things that really are the hardest. I find honestly, because my ladies will actually do the physical work. I can, you know, the client can sit in a chair and they can say, you want this, you want that and pack it as they go. But even just making decisions for three or four hours, sitting still is exhausting. Yes. And, and people just underestimate, you know, how exhausting it's going to be. So I see they don't start with a plan. So definitely um, you need to be organized, plan about it. Um, also, a lot of times people are giving things to, you know, friends or family. I find that uh, they give their kids a little too much rope on that one. They need to say, I need it picked up by X. And if it's not picked up by then, you know, it's going to need to go to charity because I need to move on. So, <laughs> and I find a lot of times people that they're giving it to tend to drag their feet. Um, they also another mistake people make is they try and tackle the whole house. You know, they're thinking, they're thinking large and they're not doing the planning. You know, I tell people if you're new to organizing and um, you need to just start with a baby step, pick your pain spot. It's usually some kind of a closet. Um, and if you need to start with the left-hand side, work on it for 30 minutes, give yourself a break and just keep doing, you know, little bites until you feel like you can kind of get control of it. And then when you start seeing how much better it is and you feel better, then you kind of get some energy to keep rolling. But, you know, when you're overdoing it like that, it's easy to become overwhelmed and just stop. They just don't do it. Um, people take too long to sort. 
you know, I, I have this, I use the Ohio rule. <laughs> it's um, only handle it once. <laughs> That's good. So literally, if you pick up something, it's need, you know, you're going to say, I'm going to keep this. I'm going to give this to somebody. I'm going to donate it or it's truly just trash. Put it in the right pile. And once it goes in that pile, it doesn't come out of that pile. And since that is a problem for a lot of people, you know, when we're doing that kind of sorting and organizing one-to-one, we'll go ahead and take those donations out of the house and take them that day. So we don't have that creeping back into the closet kind of thing that we see. So the Ohio rule, only handle it once. Um, trying to do it alone is definitely, uh, you know, you, you really can't. It, it's just, I see too many people try and do it alone. And then I would say probably the last thing I tend to see people make mistakes on is when, and you are giving away or selling a lot of items, um, is really focusing on what they lost or what they're losing as opposed to focusing on the new life and you know it's there you don't have to maintain a yard you don't have to worry about cooking someone handles your activities i mean there's so much freedom to moving into a senior community i think they don't quite appreciate that when they're in the middle of this process but they do later yeah i encourage people if they're single to think about you know uh you know making the jump just because you know, a lot of times they're home by themselves and mm -hmm. they're all alone and they don't get out much and their friends have passed away. And, you know, and sometimes you just need to have people, you know, around so you can do yes. things that kind of brings you out of your shell and things like that. And so, so um, besides the moving stuff, what other things do you do to help uh, help your clients? Well, we actually are set up to be kind of a turnkey. Um, we are part of a franchise, which is handy because we can move people across the country. Basically, I can handle all the front end. Um, we move people, we moved somebody not long ago over to Austin. We move through Texas pretty regularly, but we can move them up to, we moved them to Carolinas and so forth. So we would actually do the front end. We'd get them all packed up, do their space plan, put them on a truck, send them off, and then another office would meet the truck put the objects in the apartment based on the space plan we did and unpack them. Um, so after we get there, we unpack them, set them up, we've mirrored everything, we take the trash away and they're basically ready to move in, usually that night. Um, but we additionally can also help them. A lot of times people need to clear their homes because they need to sell their homes. It's part of what they need to do to continue being able to afford where they're living. So we go back in and we get the house cleared and that depends on um, what needs to be done. Sometimes uh, an estate sale or an online auction would be appropriate. Sometimes it's a matter of getting things boxed up and picked up for donation. There's always something or some items, particularly from the garage that just need to be trashed. So we can take care of, you know, getting the trash guy to come, getting the donations boxed up and out of there, selling whatever is appropriate because um, our goal is to leave the house and the garage empty. So we will get the house empty and then it's ready to turn over to a realtor. Perfect. So if somebody is finding themselves about ready to transition, how do they find you? They find us at uh, Carrying Transitions of MH, we're metrohouston.com um, and G, it's G Powell at carryingtransitions.com and that phone number is correct. 
713-966-6767. And I have one tip for you that I have just learned from my mom. Um, I noticed when she would meet people in the halls, they would introduce themselves and say hi and all that good stuff. And somebody would, you know, they would say, oh, we're going to play cards here and there and, you know, what day and time and all that good stuff. But they didn't know how to get a hold of each other again. So I decided to create her what I call little calling cards like they used to have, you know, and I, she's got these cute little cards with flowers on them and they have her name and her address and her phone number. So now when she meets new people, she can give them this card and they can help get connected. So that's worked really well. And all of her new friends want them. <laughs> my, my, my mother-in-law moved into um, assisted living after my father-in-law passed away and um and she loved it she's like we should have done this years ago <laughs> i don't cook i don't clean um she says uh they do my laundry um her job was just to walk down to the elevator for three meals a day and she had her group of ladies that they met in between meals and they played cards and they played games and they did things and they went shopping together and um she said it was just the best best thing you know so and it improved her health immensely for a long time um, because being retired they just sat at home and didn't do anything just sat home in front of the tv didn't do anything she was actually having to move so moving is crucial as you get older you got to keep moving you know so um, definitely definitely gina i really really appreciate you coming on the show today and um, lots and lots of good information and so because i'm fixed to do the same thing i'm hopefully going from 4,500 square feet down to about half that. Mm -hmm. So I got a whole bunch of stuff I've got to get rid of. And, uh, and I look at my closet and think, I'm never going to wear some of this stuff again. So I've been pulling it out a little at a time. Mm -hmm. So it's not so painful. <laughs> and so, But definitely doing that. So you have a good rest of your week and enjoy your weekend. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Life Happens with Kim Hegwood. Be sure to tune in every Thursday at 10 a.m. wherever you listen to your podcasts as we navigate through the challenges that emerge as life happens. The content of this podcast does not establish an attorney-client relationship or constitute attorney-client privilege, legal, medical, financial, or any other professional advice.